Hi, and welcome to Worser Oscar, the podcast where we dive into the filmographies of actresses who haven't won an Academy Award and see how close they came to winning one. I'm your host, V. I'm here with my co-hosts, Millie. Hi. And Lily. Hello. And today, we are basically wrapping up our Jennifer Aniston season. I mean, we'll have like a like an outro episode recapping what we talked about. But like, this is like our last movie. Kind of cool. Yeah, very crazy. Has been definitely a ride, definitely a change of pace, pace, a change of tone from Amy Adams. Yes. Um, but we uh, we don't want to get like too reflective <laughs> on this episode because <laughs> we still have one more movie to do. Um, and if you click the episode, you know it's Friends with Money because that'll be the title. Um, but yeah, we're talking about the 2006 drama comedy dramedy. Um, directed by Nicole Hall of Center. Yay, we love female directors. Um, Friends with Money. I said the title several times. Um, <laughs> it's a movie starring uh, Jennifer Aniston, Frances McDormand, Catherine Keener, Joan Cusack, some men. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that's relevant to some people. Um, and it is, it's definitely a movie that doesn't exist. I'm going to come up with a, I mean, it exists. Actually, Millie, why don't, why don't you do the plot summary while I try to, why okay. try to think of a way to explain to people the weird limbo that this movie exists in. Okay. So, <laughs> as she reaches her mid-thirties, singleton Olivia begins to envy the security of her richer friends. Although their lives may seem easier, Olivia's friends have their problems too. Screenwriters Christine and Patrick are unable to collaborate on their latest project. Jane and Aaron have lost the romance in their relationship. And Franny and Matt have difficulties handling the demands of parenthood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's a it's a it's a lean hour and twenty eight minutes, so it's not like they can put a lot of plot into it. It's so consumable, so fun. It's so can yeah, it's a perfect Netflix movie. I'm glad it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a weird movie because like this cast. We were talking about this before we started recording, but this cast is like crazy. Yeah, like this is a cast of like. Like, I guess at this point, the only A-lister here was Jennifer Aniston. I don't know, right? Am I correct in saying that? When did Friends end? Um, oh, four? Uh, 2003, um, four, four? Yeah. Yeah. There. So, so I, but I still think she was an A-lister at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering where we are. Yeah, I would say she probably yeah. was. I mean, was she yeah. still with Brad Pitt? I think so. Or like, recently... They had broken up, so yeah, she was definitely in the public eye. He was, yeah. I mean, I don't keep up with the Brad Pitt. I think they had recently. I don't either, but I think she had recently. Now, what, now like, do I have to like look up, mm. like the timeline? <laughs> do we have to? She was oh, an okay. A-lister. So, the, so, yes. Um, yeah. If you were wondering, it was two thousand five. Two thousand five, they broke up, but um, she was an A-lister. Height of her sort of, I guess, it's not notoriety, but it's, like, similar. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, she's, like, it's not like she's an esteemed actress, nor is she a prestigious actress, but she is, like, known. She is famous. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And Frances McDormand, on the other hand, who is obviously also in this movie, is, like, not as famous, I would argue. I I still don't think Frances McDormand is, like, famous to normal people. But, um, yeah, I was about to say, but then I was like, oh, like, we watch kind of weird films, so. I mean, yeah, we're like, we're like, 
obviously we're Oscar heads. <laughs> yeah. Oscar heads. So like we know who Frances McDormand is, but like but if we like if you want to like a I don't know. I feel like a random person on the street who like watches like a movie a month. Yeah. Would they know? I'm not sure. I feel like that's a name that you might know, but like I feel like well like but people wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's Frances McDormand. I love Frances McDormand." Yeah. And no one's like she's not like a a movie star, you know? Like, no. You can't bank a movie on Frances McDormand in 2006, in my opinion. Yeah. But you could on Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. She is she's a star. Yeah. 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 But obviously Frances McDormand at this point had an Oscar for um Fargo. Uh oh my god, Fargo. 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 Best movie ever, Fargo. Okay. <laughs> Hot take, I guess, from me. Well, well I, I'm speaking the truth. It's winter time. It's Fargo time. Oh. <laughs> okay. Did you watch the show? No. I hate TV. Okay. All right. So it's the person that's been trying to... Aren't no, you also just watching Seinfeld? I was past tense watching. I'm not really watching anymore. I got bored. Um, I'll watch it again, maybe someday. I was also just watching that because it's literally a show about nothing. And I can handle that. But when they want me to just actually invest my life into it, it's not like Fogo V. Fogo is so much I, happening I at all times. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like, you know, it'd be so weird if you invested your life into like succession. Yeah, that would be, be so really odd. weird. I don't know. I've never done things like that. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll have to ask someone who does know. Yeah. No one um, on this sh- podcast watches Succession, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Frances McDormand. Uh, definitely an actress. Definitely famous. Um, and an Academy Award winning actress. Joan Cusack. Obviously yeah. Oscar nominated. So proud Proud to this. Incredibly yeah. Incredibly fun. Um, what a voice. Yeah. I love it. Why is she not in everything? And then... <laughs> I think she's like adds so much to every movie that she is in. What other yep. movies are you thinking Looking of? Looking Girl, Broadcast News. Well, yeah. The Adams Family Values. Oh right, yeah. Three iconic. School of Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Toy Story Two. Just look at that. Yeah. Just yeah. iconic role <laughs> after iconic role. <laughs> Truly, an actress. Yeah. Joan, yeah. Anyway. And then we have then we then we have Catherine Keener. Um Nicole Hollison are staple. She's in like every single Nicole Hollison movie, if I'm not mistaken. Like every single one. Mm. Um very I love first of all, I do love when directors work with the same people. So fun. I agree. Just very like I don't know, just so and especially when it's like varied roles, you know? Yeah. Um I mean not that Nicole Holofsen, not that the Holofsen or Keener universe is super varied, but it is, like, she's playing different levels of white and bitchy. (laughs) (laughs) It's different shades. Um, But she's, at this point, she had two Oscar nominations? When does Capote come out? Oh, five. Yeah, so it's Capote and it's um being john malkovich being john malkovich yes which is like insane and normal and so fun yes 
Um, so it's like Jennifer Anderson is like the the star power of this movie, and then everyone else is like the acting chops. Yeah, which is interesting, you know, because it, it's like very much an ensemble film. Yeah, and I think that like Catherine Kino, Joan Cusack, and um, Frances McDormand all appeal to like the same type of audience member yeah that yeah. jennifer aniston it does like would typically not appeal to i think anyway in my mind in your very narrow mind sure yes my very yeah. narrow one track mind <laughs> yeah i'm trying to be normal this episode and i feel like you are instigating me v but it's not gonna work okay i'm not saying anything I am taking a vow of silence on one specific actress in this movie. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just here, and I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Um. Yeah, let's talk about how much people hate this movie. Why? Do they? Yeah. People really don't like this movie. The oh. letterboxed curve is is very low. It's like a two point yeah. nine or two point oh, wow. seven. Oh yeah, you're right. That's crazy. It's okay. Let, let, let's start. Let's start with why we like this movie, because then I think it's easier to sort of delve into why other people don't. Millie, do you want to start? Oh, because we okay. all like this movie, right? I'm not being yeah. presumptuous. I like this <laughs> yeah. movie. I rated it yeah. four on Letterbox. Um, I just, I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like all the characters, even though you're supposed to dislike some of them. But I think that's kind of fun. I love the scene where they're at the fruit market or whatever and Frances McDormand is just kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think that they're all like a fun group of friends that are all kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very real. I, mean... I think it's a good performance from... Sorry. I think it's a good performance from Jennifer. I think she's quite... I mean, she's not... She's not doing as much as the others, I think. But, yeah. It's interesting. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like it's what hard to like stand up with guys? this ensemble. Like, every... Yeah, like... It, is, it is hard, yeah. Yeah. Lily, do you want to go? Um, I sure will, if you want me to. Um... Why did I like this movie? Hmm. Uh, well, I am a fan of the rich white people problem genre because I am, in fact, not beating the succession viewer allegations. I do tune in and I loved Big Little Lies. You know, this is just. I like this genre. And I thought that I was like, all I know women like this. Every one of these women. I was yeah. I know someone like this. So I feel like they were written in a way that I was like, I'm interested in them. I sympathize with them. I hate them. Which, yeah. to me, is like, that's a well-written character. I'm not going to give this movie two stars. You know, just because they're yeah. a little unlikable. Boo-hoo. Sorry, people. But... <laughs> yeah. um, and I don't know. I mean, I thought that it was like... It's sort of like a movie where not a lot happens, but in, like, the perfect way. And Yeah. And all the performances were good. So I was like, this is just a solid movie. And it has actresses yeah. I really like in it. So why would I rate it low? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that's my thoughts on it. V, what do you think? Why do you like this movie? Um, I just love drama. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, this movie really accomplishes, like, one of my favorite pastimes that's not movie watching is, like, just having people tell me about all their drama in their lives Mm. (laughs) Um, at any given moment. And it's just like that, but in movie form, you know? Like, nothing happens, and all these people are sort of, like, like, you don't really get emotionally attached to most of these people, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, like, you're, like, vaguely rooting for them, but it's not, like, like, with Big Little Eyes, you're, like, I am spiritually connected. A little too much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) Um, Moving on. But um, with this movie, it's much more, like, you're watching, like, sort of, like, a train wreck happen in slow motion, but, like, in a very fun way. And since you Mm -hmm. don't really have, like, an actual stake in it, it just makes it so immensely watchable. Um, Because I love, like, when people have messy lives and I can just like look you know just like look at them <laughs> like I don't want to mm-hmm. I don't want to be an active person <laughs> in this like I just want to I just want to watch um mm-hmm. anyway but yeah I, I did watch this like like last year I did watch this like during the pandemic mm-hmm. when I was like severely deprived of talking to people <laughs> telling me about their I don't know just like 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 just seeing random people do things you know Mm -hmm. like i'm like i don't know i mean i'm so i'm so like a crazy person like i don't like stalk people that's not me (laughs) that's not me that's not me that's not my choice like knowing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i just like watching people do mundane things and have mental breakdowns Mm. um which is surprising that i haven't like gotten into like the real housewives yet but i also feel like that's a can of worms that maybe i should just Stay away from. Yeah. Um, I second that. But. Y- <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, V. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I did. I just really enjoyed. And they're all doing like in another person's hands, like in another director's hands or in just like in another cast. This could be like a very overwrought melodrama. Yeah. Or, like a very overwrought comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like beaten to death. Um. But it flows nicely. It's not too long. I don't know. It's just, it's just like, I know, like, everyone, you both already said this, but it's just so watchable. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in a, in a, yeah. Sorry. I wasn't saying anything. Oh. Um, I feel like what you're saying, I totally agree with. In another director's hands, especially the, um, Joan Cusack and her husband, that storyline, like, they just, like, love each other. Like, there's no, like, boiling point they have a breakdown moment yeah and i feel like another Mm -hmm. director might feel like oh nothing's happening here we have to stir the pot but this is just like no they have a good marriage and there's other conflicts that they're tied up in but yeah you know so i i I liked Mm -hmm. that i also well we'll get to it later i guess if you have something else to say but um are you i mean i don't have anything else to say so you want to (laughs) just the gay husband thing possibly gay husband thing <laughs> what a plot so point <laughs> yeah like first of all the choice to cast it's... Catherine Keener as the one who's obsessed with the possibly gay husband okay that's a choice that only you find significant no it's not <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being targeted I feel like no it's just anyway I'm not speaking sure whatever you say okay 
I hope you can feel my passiveness um, through the miles apart that we are. um no what a great plot point sorry it's like it's a great plot point i mean it was bad i think it's so and i feel like again it's fun but it's like this and it it, like withholds you know like nicole hall center i almost just like just stopped at nicole awesome (laughs) we're on a first name basis um but like she like again another director would be like oh we have to like we have to have a conclusion to this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they would have swung the other way. They would have been like, let's put in like red herrings and just like eight million different ways that this could go and just leave it open-ended. But like Nicole all of a sudden is like, these, the people watching this are just like people who are getting secondhand knowledge of this relationship, right? This is mm-hmm. like, this movie is the equivalent of like your friend telling you about their friend. Yeah. And so like mm-hmm. the hints that she gives and any of the, any of like the vague clues that she gives are so vague that you're just like, okay, like I don't know what to make of this, which is like exactly how it would be in real life. Mm-hmm. And you can just decide. Yeah. It's up to you. <laughs> it's all up to you. Yeah. And since it's one of those things where you don't have any stake in this, it like it becomes even more just whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. That was in English. I didn't even say anything in that sentence. It's such a fascinating make a movie and like i haven't seen any other nicole hofsenner movies because i've been sort of avoiding them um for personal reasons but like mm-hmm. i sort of like knew that this was her vibe going yeah, in okay. and i was still like this is so I- i'm just i feel like i could just like watch this for like whatever i like i'm totally just like a normal vibing i'm not like emotionally wrought over this and it's so nice again watchable okay like contrary to what you just said before we started recording but okay well that's like for reasons separate from the script and the movie making <laughs> talking about the craft here v okay yeah okay, i am yeah. capable mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. speaking of the craft what really matters in this case i i just do want to point out that uh the personal reasons Lily is talking about no, no, no. <laughs> are not actually related to anything to do with Nicole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no issue with the Hall of Center. No, it's nothing to do with Nicole Hall of Center or her actual movies. Um, we don't have a vendetta against Nicole Hall of Center. Um, I am a Lily feminist. just has a problem. <laughs> I don't have a problem. You make it sound like you're diagnosing uh, me. <laughs> I am diagnosing you. I think you do have a problem. Diagnosing um, me. Homosexuality. Sort of, oh my god. She, <laughs> she sort of um has banned me and millie mostly me because i don't think millie would bring this up from <laughs> from bringing up what the problem is so i will leave our listeners to try to figure it out yeah it's like a, get, a little figure guessing game out. oh my gosh yeah like we're making a david Lynch a little treasure hunt. of a podcast everyone gets their own interpretation yeah yeah exactly that's just like us um <laughs> anyway I, I had, I think this was my first Hall of Center, but I had, like, I have seen other Hall of Centers, um, from that point. <laughs> I don't know why I phrased it like that. <laughs> I've seen more than one Hall of Center. Uh, <laughs> and I think this is probably my favorite. Um, wow. Out of all of them. Yeah. I do like all her movies. I do think they're all good. Um. I don't know why that sounded that sounded so unconvincing. I do think that they're all good, but um, I think this one is just the most vast in scope, which is just 
so strange to say because it's a very small movie, I think, in scope. Mm-hmm. But, like, for Nicole Hall of Center, this is big. <laughs> like, this, um, there's sort of, uh, structure of like following more than one character is like not is what she usually does it's mm-hmm. not uncommon for her um but i think this is the one that has the most it sort of like has different stories because when i think of something like walking and talking or um enough said or uh what's an, what's another one that i lovely and amazing all those movies have this sort of quality of um like each character has a different plot but they're all going through like a similar emotional arc or a similar personal arc mm-hmm. whereas with this one i feel like it's grappling with things beyond the same thing for each character mm-hmm. i think the like each each character has like their own individual problem and they all come like the emotional climaxes are all together but i think they're all grappling with different things i don't know millie yeah. have you seen other hall of center movies I'm just looking them up, and I I haven't. I don't think. No, I don't think I have. Um, no. This is the Why one. Is, like so many of her movies like have like pretty low curves on Letterbox. Like do, Letterbox users just hate women, and hate having fun. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. wow. I mean, do you want me to get into my theory about it? Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, I was prompt. So. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you were just rhetorically. No question is rhetorical when I'm speaking to you, V. Okay, well, keep that in mind. Uh, this genre of upper middle class white women doing things and having drama, it's been like sort of, not demonized, but it's been, um, what's the word? Minimized? Like, mm-hmm. like people yeah. don't take it seriously. Yeah. right and obviously it's like on one level it makes sense because it, i it does like upper middle class white women not the most need of exposure <laughs> you know there's a lot of um media surrounding that mm-hmm. genre of women genre. Genre. <laughs> um and especially i feel like it's it's definitely the type of uh thing that's more explored in television than in film yeah um but i think what I think it's hard to make a good film that's like this, you know? Um, and I feel like people really underestimate how difficult it is to make a movie the way Nicole Hollis Center does because I think people watch it and they're like, like we all discussed, her movies are so watchable, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just, like, there's, and that takes skill. It takes skill to make a movie that's, like, both 90 minutes long but feels like it, has a resolution and also doesn't feel like it doesn't do anything right like it's compelling it's compelling despite nothing really happening for the 90 minutes Mm -hmm. um but when people watch her movies specifically i feel like they come away with like oh this is like and also like nicole hall of center is not like i think her dad was a screenwriter i want to say i know her parents are both in the industry or at least one of her parents is in the industry like she's not you know, she's not like a built herself up from nothing person. She mm-hmm. sort of just appeared one day and then continued to make movies. I mean, she's she was like an indie person. She did make indie movies for a while, but it's not like someone who just like a complete uh, what's the word? 
Unknown. You know, just someone who was, like, completely alien to the industry. Yeah. Yeah, completely unknown. So, I feel like people watch her movies and they're just like, oh, this is just, like, anyone could have made this. I think it's, like, the sentiment that, like, anyone could have just put together this movie or written a screenplay like this Mm -hmm. um, and made something similar. But I don't think that's true. Because I... I mean, I can't really think of other movies. I can think of TV shows, maybe. But I can't really think of other movies that do this as well. That aren't straight-up romances. That's another thing. I feel like this genre of movie is usually just straight-up romance. It's not It's not usually about... It's not usually like character studies. Yeah. I'm not sure, though. What do you guys think? Yeah, I would agree. Like, the, the yeah, agree. nothing happens. Sorry, Millie, were you talking? No. No. Oh, okay. Um... I think there's some delay. You go. So, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I feel like, yeah, in movies where it's like nothing really happens, the thing that happens that, like, the only plot point is the romance and everything else is like, whatever. Or in, like, nothing happens type movies, it's usually like a brooding, like, drama. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this is serious uh-huh. and nothing really happened, but it's serious, you know? Yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking of other sort of directors who I think operate on in, like, a similar tone. And obviously you have, like, Nancy Myers and, um, oh my gosh, why can't I remember her name? Nora Ephron, right? Mm. Who operate in a similar tone. Like, it's sort of like a, like a dramedy, you know? Yeah. Part comedy and part drama. But, mo- like, if I'm not mistaken, almost all of their movies are romances yeah you know mm-hmm. um and that i think that's unique to hollow center whereas is that she'll have romance but it'll, it'll never be like any sort of focal point mm-hmm. usually usually yeah um and i think that's interesting yeah and it, and to me it more it appeals more yeah yeah and I, I, i'm trying to think of even like movies about men that operate in this tone and i'm really struggling <laughs> Like, like just some guys hanging out, you know? That aren't, like, yeah. screwball comedies, yeah. There aren't really many, at least that I yeah. have seen. right. Just some guys hanging out. I mean... it. Yeah, I, I just can't think of movies where it's just, like, just people talking. Because I think it's difficult to do. And it's not realism either, right? It's not, she's not doing, like, real-time anything. It's not like... Like, I just watched... Actually, this is completely irrelevant. I'm not going to bring it up. But, like, sometimes you'll watch a movie and you're like, oh, this is, like, realism, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a, usually, as Lily, you were saying before, it's, like, these, like, sort of depressing dramas with, like, levity in them. Yeah. But not straight-up comedies. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who, I, you know who I think? Essentially what, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I think a director that I could sort of compare Nicole Hoffman to, not, but she's, like, less focused on people, I don't know, in a weird way, Kelly Reichardt, very watchable movies mm. where not a lot happens. Yeah. Like, yeah, Old yeah. Joy. Old Joy might be yeah. the only movie that's just about two guys hanging out. <laughs> it's, like, 80 minutes, you know? I haven't seen it. It's, but it's, it's just about these two guys who, like, are old friends and they go to a sauna together. And it's like them driving, them going to the sauna, them talking, them going home. Yeah. Oh, you know who I do think? Actually, you just reminded me. Tamara Jenkins. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Operates on a similar level. 
right? Again, not as funny. Nicole Holmes Center is, like, I think funnier than both Kelly Reichardt and, oh my gosh, I don't know why I said her name like that, um, and Tamar Jenkins. Yeah, I think Tamar Jenkins is much more serious. At least from what I've seen. I think I've only seen The Savages. But you... Okay. Because she's... Slums of Beverly Hills is, like, a straight-up comedy. Mm, okay. Like, also a great movie, by the way. But, um, yeah, she... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like just we need to make more movies like this. I cannot. I'm like I'm I'm a big proponent of movies that are just chill. I don't know. Just chill. I don't know how to explain this, but I, I really like movies where it's like you you are just watching people do things. Like I don't I don't need there to be like plot points. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need a three act structure. I just need a progression of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not many movies like that still exist. Who's funding that? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. I I do think that The Lost Daughter is sort of like that, a little bit. But it's so much more. Um, I think. Like it. It's so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's definitely much more. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But what a movie! I don't know. What a movie! Yeah, what a movie! I mean, this Maggie is... Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Trust. Wow. Wow. Like, literally, this is not a The um, Lost Auto podcast, but, like, not a disappointment at all. One of the best movies of the year. No. Yeah, easily. Um, Actually, Lily, you just watched Come On, Come On, and obviously, I think all of us have seen 20th Century Woman. What do you think of Mike Mills as a... I was gonna... Sort of... Yeah, I was gonna bring him up. Like, I think he kind of, like, falls into this, but he's much more um sentimental, I would argue. Like... And I feel like maybe that's why mm, yeah. V, like, you don't connect with it as much. Or, like, from what I know about you, like, you're not, like, a Mike Mills head. Um, no. He's much more, like, em- emotional, like, empathetic. I mean, his wife is Miranda July, and I feel like the way she writes and the way he writes are very similar, where it's, like, just, like, this love for humanity pouring out of their soul in their movies. Where, like, that's not what I'm getting from Friends with Money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's slightly more cynical. Yeah, but I do think that Mike Mills movies are, like, things just happening. Yes. That's it. And I love that, Yeah. Well, let's talk, unless anyone has anything to add on this topic. No. Okay. Well, I wanted to say, because I think one of the main sort of um, criticisms of this movie that I don't think they can, people can really leverage onto other movies, because... I feel like in her other movies, Nicole Hollow Center's characters are all within the same, um, what's it, like, financial bracket, for the lack of a better term. <laughs> like, all the characters have the same income, or similar incomes. You know, like, no one is, like, where, whereas Friends with Money is explicit in how wealthy Olivia's friends are in comparison to her. Yeah. And I, th- I think the, the criticism is just, like, why don't they just pay... <laughs> Why don't they just pay her? Or pay for her things? Um, and that, like, really gets people mad. But, like, yeah, I, I think the way it's addressed is adequate. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I live in an area with very wealthy people. <laughs> it's, like, wealth that you can accumulate in your life if you're successful, not, like, billionaire crazy yes. Jeff Bezos, yes. which... Right. And not even, like, actor. Actor or actress rich, Right? It's sort of like, 
I run a successful accounting firm, rich. And so it's it's one of those things where it's just like, like I don't know how to explain to people that, that like these people are just like this. <laughs> like this is not like this is not Nicole Hall of Center like making rich people evil <laughs> mm-hmm. or making rich people apathetic or awkward. Like like people are just like this. Yeah. Did, am I making any sense? And he, it was, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have wanted him to give me money. I don't know why people just think that poor people want to be given money by their friends. I would feel awkward. Yes. <laughs> I would feel very weird. Yeah, you agree, Millie? I agree, yeah. <laughs> Unless I like, was, like, in desperate need. Yeah. Um, but no, not generally. I wouldn't just be like, you should give me money because you're rich. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it, yeah. And it's not like... Jennifer Aniston is homeless, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, like, sort of broke, but she's not homeless. She's not living in her van. No. She Sorry. okay. I don't know if... I, not to, like, derail this conversation, but do you guys know that video of Terry Hatcher going, I'm broke, I'm homeless, I'm living in my van? No. Who? Um, she was in Desperate Housewives. Oh, I'm completely disconnected from... <laughs> Uh, terrible, sorry. terrible. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. I do think it's interesting how she left her job teaching at a private school because they. What did they do? They they, they would throw dollar bills at her. Is that coins. what? Coins. What was the thing that they did? The students. Coins. They coins. Threw coins. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good of them. <laughs> no, but I also that's weird. I mean, I, I think can't that like that it was being that much of a. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, are private school kids like that? I didn't go to private school. I wouldn't know. Neither did I. I didn't either. Oh, <laughs> someone that did. Why did you say it like that, V? Yeah. Um, like what? You said either neither. We know several people. I did not say it. Sounded, what? It sounded like you said either neither. I, <laughs> and, I, well, sorry. I, like, I didn't either. Oh, it sounded like either neither. And it was very funny to me at the moment. <laughs> um, but the moment has passed. <laughs> Yes, okay. I mean, kids are evil, but... Um, ju- so, I think this is something okay. that kids would I was, do. I was not an evil child. I was normal. <laughs> as a child. They're not children, <gasps> they're high schoolers, right? Uh, yeah, teenagers are also evil. I knew kids in my See, school that would have oh, thrown yes, I... coins had they been given the chance really? yeah. and the power. Yeah. Mine probably would, yeah. My school just made up rumors about teachers getting divorces so which is much better they teach their own yeah i mean we're, we're, we were much more psychological <laughs> i think that like the, it was an interesting like sort of again it's so subtle like everything in this movie is quite subtle like um just the sort of not disdain but they like the people the wealthy friends don't understand why jennifer aniston left that job they sort of think it was like a yeah a stupid move but like, yes, they, yeah, they just don't understand the psychological impact that that was having on her. They just can't. Yes, which I think is interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Like, if you're paying attention to this movie, why would you give it two stars? I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe some people couldn't see past the kind of rich white people complaining thing. Yeah, but if you really pay attention, it's not. I, I don't know. I, for me, that didn't really. Um, it didn't kind of overtake the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the thing, yeah. Because I think the thing for us, for us three specifically, and just like the circles that we're in, 
I think, like, we don't, like, I feel like some people are, like, moralistically opposed to consuming media about rich people. Yes. Do you, like, do you feel that? Like, some... Absolutely. Like, some yeah. groups of people are just, like, you know what I mean? They're They're just, like... Like, I cannot consume anything about a rich person. Like, why am I giving rich people their my time? Uh-huh. And I just don't have that mindset. Not not because I'm, like, super empathetic to rich people. That's not why. I just think that, like... Like, a movie will be compelling if it is compelling. It's uh-huh. not necessarily because of, the like, the content of it. Or not the content. That's not what I mean. It's not necessarily, like, the type of content, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I, I I don't know. I've had this argument with like, them. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, you can go because I'm I'm gonna I was gonna go a little bit off topic, so I'll do that. I mean, I was just gonna say I've had this like exact argument with them. My mom is that way. Well, she's like, I'm not going to watch anything that has rich people in it because why would I care about their problems? You know? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. First of all, it's not real. Like, yeah. but exactly. also like, yeah, it's also just like, yeah, like the humans and I can be interested in like the, whatever's going on in their lives and not be like, ah, poor rich girl, you know? Yeah. It's like one of those things that's like, so I won't watch a movie that I know I just don't like the content for, you know? Like, I mean, both of you know this, but I, I don't like it watching anything with children in it. <laughs> I just, there's something about the way that child's characters are written. I just really, really dislike it. Um, so for that reason, like, I probably won't be watching Come On, Come On unless it's like nominated for major awards. And then I'm, because I'm a completionist, I will be watching. But I just, like, I don't put myself in positions <laughs> where I'm not having a good time, you know? Um, um that was very loaded. <laughs> And I'm choosing to move past it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but so I, this is like such a I don't know, it's such a tangent. But like I watched An Impossible Love with Virginie Efiria, Efira. Sorry. Um, which is like sort of like the new girl in our circles. Yeah. You know, she Miss, plays Benedetta. And Benedetta. Miss lesbian now um, herself. Yes. The titular role. Um, oh, good one. The film was. But. Uh, I, yeah, I just got it. That was good. <laughs> I'm a little slow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But. Oh, my God. I don't know why my mind is not. Okay. It's a movie about, like, sort of a terrible relationship involving three people that's sort of bad and terrible. And I really thrive in the genre of movie. <laughs> um, and so I watched it because I was like, I like this actress. I, It's a female director. I'm always like, I'm hoping to hit 100 this year. Um, so Yay, I did watch feminism. it. And then I, I didn't like the movie. I thought it was slow. And I thought it just wasn't compelling. Right. And then I, and then I read these reviews of people who watch this movie and they're like, wow, this movie, like, really, really showed how, like, manipulative a guy can be and, like, how a relationship can be bad. And I was like, well, is that a good enough reason to give this movie four stars? Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
you know like if it's not compelling if it's just saying like men bad like you know yeah. like yeah i think i saw wife bad. the opposite reaction in that was like the same type of reaction but the opposite for the lost daughter like i was reading reviews that were low that were like wow this main character is so unlikable i'm like so that makes the whole movie just not worth watching like the morality of the character was- which is strange yeah it's a strange way to watch a movie. Yeah. At least to us. Yeah. I mean, like, this is the most morally dubious <laughs> for people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. At any given moment. <laughs> so I, I, we're not the best judges of character. But I do think it's just strange. Because I do think that this sort of... It's not... It's like this d- desire for the act of movie watching to be morally superior right like i should watch a movie and i should be like wow this movie is really really like i don't know affirming my views of the world but not even affirming more just like this movie is exactly what i wanted to see mm-hmm. i don't know if that, makes, if that makes sense i just think and so with friends with money bringing it back i do think it's just strange that like people watch this movie they were like why is this worthy of my time and i'm like you're the one that clicked on the movie at, starring jennifer aniston <laughs> You know, you clicked on a movie about, like, I, I doubt many people went into this movie blind. You know, you, you're the one that clicked on a movie that, it tells you, like, it's just about wealthy white women yeah. having problems. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you come away from that movie and you're like, this movie is just wealthy white women having problems, I'm like, yeah, well, that's the premise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the premise of the movie. <laughs> I also think that, is like. It, oh. Is it exploring? Sorry. Yeah, you can go. You can go. No, no, no. Finish that. I was just gonna say, like, like the I, the question is not is this movie doing what it's set out to do? Is it is it doing it compellingly, right? You can't just be like the goal of this movie is wrong. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I also think that the time in which this movie came out, oh six, like I think this movie came out now. I don't think that this reception would disappear, but I think that the genre, because of like the big little liesification of. <laughs> media is a little more taken seriously like rich white women having problems that was like little fires everywhere kind of too you know i mean yeah which is not as good no i didn't watch it but yeah um i mean a lot of stuff happens in big little lies but so just sort of like this demographic has been taken a little bit more seriously these days definitely but also mainly in the context of drama so maybe what i'm saying is just complete bullshit because friends with money is not (laughs) like that but no, I do, I do think in two thousand six I mean, we were less uh, willing to listen to white women's problems, and like this, like people were just like, why, why do I care about this movie? Which fair, but do you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, yeah, I worded that yeah, worded I, I that badly, the, but yeah, like I understand the. The desire to just say, like, why does this movie exist? If that makes sense. Like, I I can see why people would bring that up. But I don't understand people who, like, actively watch this movie being like, this is a bad movie. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me why you would, like, hate it if you sat down to watch it. (laughs) Recently. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's just really strange. I Um, mean. But you're right. I do think that, like, with this demographic... Yeah, it's it's gotten much more prestige. Yeah, prestige. Recently. Yeah, 
I mean, I sort of feel that way about, like, all movies. I mean, not all movies, but, like, I felt that way about Don't Look Up. So I had to go on a little bit of a tangent. But same thing of, like, you clicked on this movie. You know who Adam McKay is. Why are you complaining about it being not subtle? (laughs) Like, just, like, you should, it's like you click on something and you know what it is going in. Like, just have some reasonable expectations. And don't complain about the thing that it is, knowing that that's what it was. Yeah. Don't Look Up is slightly different because i i mean and this is also sort of applies to friends with money because i do think that like if you're like a critic yeah and you know you were sent this movie to watch then obviously you have your own objective decision or Mm -hmm. subjective decision on what you think are the merits of the movie but i think the reason why it like friends with money stings (laughs) is because it's a movie that came out in 2006 and it has a low letterboxed rating which is just obviously letterbox did not exist in 2006 <laughs> yeah so it's like people have watched this movie since then and have decided that it's not good which doesn't again doesn't really make sense to me you know mm-hmm. where like it's it whereas it don't look up i feel like um the earlier trashers i don't that's not a word but you know the earlier naysayers of don't look up were critics yeah yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's it's a different scenario yeah Definitely. So, Jennifer Aniston uh, <laughs> yes. is a... I mean, what do you think of her performance in this, guys? I like her. You like her? I like her. Yeah. Um, She's not my favorite performance, just because I think... Do we want to do, like, a ranking of the performances really yes. quickly? Sure. I mean, unless, okay. Millie, were you going to say something about her? Who wants to start? No. Okay. Sometimes I feel like we talk okay, way too start? much over me. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> why don't, why you, don't you start? You want me to start? Okay. <laughs> yes. Loaded. But yes, I will start. Okay. So out of the main four, right? We're just talking the main four. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna say my favorite. Okay, it's a little difficult because I really do like what both Frances McDormand and Catherine Keener are doing in this movie. Um, I think my favorite is probably Catherine Keener, but I am, like, biased in that opinion. Um, I think I would say Catherine Keener, Frances McDormand, uh, Joan Cusack, Jen Aniston, but I like all of them. Even though I'm putting Jen Aniston last, I think it's just maybe because I went into this movie with more fondness for the other actresses already. So mm-hmm. I was, I enjoyed what they were doing more, just because I like them as, and I was interested in them more. Yeah, Millie. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go Frances McDormand, Joan Cusack, uh, Jennifer Aniston, and then Catherine Keener. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm an adult. <laughs> because shall I explain? I'll explain. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, I just, I thought uh, Frances McDormand's character was the most interesting and fun to watch. Um, Joan Cusack, I just love her and everything. Um, she's just fun. Um, Jennifer Aniston, I think I just liked the kind of I don't know, the just the dis- different perspective she brought to the 
friendship group, you know? Because mm-hmm. she's kind yeah. of on a different level to the rest of them. Um, and then Catherine Keener, I just... I didn't really like that whole couple's story. I found it a bit... Like, I don't know why. I just found it a bit boring. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's that's why, really. But, yeah. What about you, And what about you, V? Yeah, I feel like my... Okay, like, just to preface this, I feel like my rankings would probably change day to day. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I do like all the performances. Yeah. But I think mine was also Frances McDormand first, then Catherine Keener, then Joan Cusack, then Jennifer Aniston. And I wonder if, like, Jennifer Aniston is just lower because she's operating on sort of a different level mm-hmm. than the rest of them. You know, like, in different in a different type of acting just because it's like, she's such a different character from the other three yeah and that's maybe why I, I have her last but um yeah Frances McDormand just also has like the meatiest quote-unquote role yeah <laughs> yeah um but it, it's just I don't know I mean she's a great actress like we don't have to say that <laughs> like the world knows yeah but um it's just like that that character could be really pathetic you know or it, she could be very strident and I think she's really neither of them. She's she like she feels like a real person. Mm-hmm. She could be very shrill. And I think there's like a good amount of restraint and just technique in yeah. making her not like that. Yeah. I just think there's something about Frances McDormand that she brings to all of her roles, which is like the best way I can describe it is like weighty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it she feels very yeah. like almost earthy, like down to earth like yeah. Um, and I really love that about her performances. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, I don't want to describe it as real, because that doesn't mean anything, but it's this <laughs> sense of, like, gravity, I guess. Yeah. To her roles. Yeah. Like, not seriousness, but a sense of just, like... Like, this is, like, this is... There's some level of reality in this character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, we, we were going to talk about Jennifer Aniston, who I think is really good. I think, um, she sort of has that vibe of, the vibe of, like, the good girl, but not as, like, straight up depressing yeah. as the good girl, you know? And yeah. she's very self-assured, which I liked, mm-hmm. the character of Olivia. Yeah. I feel like, even though I, um, enjoyed her performance in Cake, like, this is the type of movie that I feel like fits Jennifer Aniston really well. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. I don't know, I feel like she works, like, so, just so well in this movie. Uh-huh. And I think it's partly because she's, like, charming. Yeah. There's a version of this movie where, like, Jennifer Aniston is, like, very obviously the odd one out in this group of friends. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, she's, like, what's the word? I don't know, whatever. I was gonna use an expression, but I forgot it. But she's, like, very different from the rest of them but i think Mm -hmm. she's so charming that like you sort of it's not like cognitive dissonance you know Mm -hmm. like you watch this movie and you're like i could see how jennifer aniston could end up in this situation i could see because like in friends isn't she like they're all sort of broke but she's like the one that can't keep a keep a job right to begin with yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so like you can you can sort of imagine her being in the situation where it's like she's classy somewhat you know she's like she's put together but she's not 
she's not wealthy in any way. Mm-hmm. And I also think that like yeah, Jennifer think, Aniston and so has it's this. Not like, oh, oh, sorry, I apologize. You go, Lily. You go. Was V done? You can go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. I uh, what was I saying? Oh, I think that Jennifer Aniston has this really interesting quality where like she's a comedic actress, but she's not like screwball and i feel like all of these actions are comedic no. in different ways and yeah like jennifer anderson is someone that you can put in a movie and it can she can have like her funny moments but her presence in that movie is not going to make it a comedy or like make you mm-hmm. think it's definitely gonna be a comedy like she's very like versatile in like <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and i don't mean this in a bad way but in her neutrality she's very versatile yeah so like yeah and now what were you saying millie i was just gonna say i think that her character kind of balances the film um Mm. that's all yeah not to like make it like big little lies again but like she is sort of like the jane Uh uh-huh yeah i was thinking that with a little bit it's it's different obviously but like it's similar in the way of like like a very I would say Jane and, and Shailene Woodley are more inoffensive than Jennifer Aniston is in this movie, but just someone that you can, like, solidly say you, you're you rooting for. Like, a really good audience surrogate, in a way. Yeah. Which is underrated character, I, I think. Scene. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. I love the scene where Jennifer is just lining up all of the samples of um, skincare <laughs> she got from the mall. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, because we we've all kind of done that, right? Um, yeah. I mean, not gone and got like ten different samples, but you know, <laughs> use the sam- samples instead of just buying one. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I'm just fascinated by. I haven't looked into how this cast came together at all. But I am fascinated by the four of these people being in a movie together. It's sort of crazy. Yeah, especially... I don't know, especially in 2006. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. V, what were you going to say, V? Was I going to say something? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> um, she's really fun, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. I do find her plot sort of strange. Like, just a bit of the more, I don't know, we use the word off-putting. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I, I was just much more content with everything that she does without the guy. Like, as soon as the guy enters this, her plot, mm. I was sort of like, Yeah, you know, that was annoying. Yeah. Okay. But, like, first of all, that scene where she's, like, Taking those little skincare samples and lighting up them up in her bathroom was so real. Yeah, so yeah. real. <laughs> like that is what my bathroom looks like. I don't know. I did want to mention that. Um, but yeah, I just like great performances all around. Yeah. I think that this is the only maybe I just haven't seen enough of her movies, but like to me, like Catherine Keener doesn't like cry a lot. Like she's not like the sobbing woman. So it was sort yeah. of strange for her to be, like, I was like, wow, she's, like, crying. Capital C crying right now. The whole second story of the house plotline, also very funny. It just, like, 
these little <laughs> inconveniences that are like so specific and weird. It was. <laughs> if we, I mean, if we if we think we're done with talking about the movie itself, do you want to go move on to awards? Yes. All right. Okay. So, this is this would be the 2007 Oscars because this movie came out in 2006. Um, this era of Oscar is very weird. I we covered it slightly in our Amy Adams season, but we've been covering it obviously more in our Jennifer Aniston season, where it's like the mid to late 2000s because I think. They didn't really know, like, what they wanted to do. Because mm. I think, I, I I don't know if I'm completely making this up, but at this point in the Oscars, I feel like the public was like, they just nominate, like, weird movies. You know, like, pretentious movies. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I remember that era. Right? Yeah, it was like, and Oscars so, are so out of touch but with like, what's really happening. Yes. So you get these sort of weird lineups where it's like like very sort of very not out there movies but like not for the general public movies and then you you'll have like a fan favorite mm-hmm. thrown in so like i'm just gonna like run through the we'll go through all the car- categories but to get like the sense the best picture nominees were the departed Babel, letters from I- iwo jima little must sunshine and the queen what? so few right yeah. <laughs> 2007, what a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see, like, these sorts of movies being, like, what's the word? They're just, like, sort of downers. They're all, like, in very similar tones. Like, I feel like this is when Os- the idea of Oscar bait really caught on. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a type of movie that's being nominated here. Except for Little Miss Sunshine. Um, Not a downer. Which is why Little Miss Sunshine is, like, sort of the wild card addition yeah. to this lineup, you know? Mm-hmm. And it got there. It, like, it gets on a bunch of these categories because um, they, uh, it's so different from everything else that's nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start with original screenplay. So this year... Um, the original screenplay nominees are The Queen, Pan's Labyrinth, Letters from Iwo Jima, Babel, and Little Miss Sunshine. Who won? <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. I feel like I cannot have any take on this because I'm a noted... <laughs> I I don't like Little Miss Sunshine, and that's because I'm like that. Like, it's not like, I don't think it's an objective. Um, see, this is what I mean. About movies that I know I won't like. Like, I watched Little Miss Sunshine because it's it won a bunch of awards, and that's why I watched it. Um, but I knew, like, going into the movie that I probably wasn't going to like it. Yeah. Um, which is what I try not to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, like, to me, obviously, I would put Friends with Money in over that movie. But, you know, you can't. <laughs> like, I don't think that's fair to the movie. What do you yeah. guys think? I mean, well, I think that, like, this movie is good. I think... Well, I haven't seen Letters from Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. I've seen Babel. I've seen... What were the other ones that you said? Little Miss Sunshine. Something else. Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, I've seen. Pan's yeah. Labyrinth and The Queen. Okay. So, like, a lot of these movies are, like... 
I don't know. I just think that the Oscars doesn't nominate nothing movies, especially in screenplay. Yeah. They like a lot of screenplay. You know. And uh-huh. if, if this movie was really witty... Well, I guess. It would have a chance. But it's not, like, super yeah. witty, and it's not super plot-heavy, and it's not super dramatic, so yeah. it has none of the things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, but what do you think, like, personally? Um... <laughs> goal with a podcast ask to have a personal opinion um i <laughs> i wouldn't put it in here either i've seen these movies really? and i think that they yeah just like from a more objective standpoint i mean i don't i don't love little miss sunshine and i i liked Babel. i really like pan's lab but mm-hmm. i i just think that well, this movie doesn't fit in here but maybe other nicole hoff centers fit more but yeah sorry interesting Millie what do you think I would probably replace the queen with uh, friends with money because I hate that movie and I just (laughs) I don't know I find (laughs) even though I've watched The Crown I find films and TV about current you know the current royal family just really odd and weird um so yeah i would probably replace and it's it's also not even a good film um <laughs> in my opinion so i would yeah. replace the queen with friends with money i think i haven't seen the queen so maybe because right. I, I, i'll do the same just because i haven't seen it and i feel bad now <laughs> so sorry nicole hoff center <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just worked out that <laughs> Millie hates the Queen, and I don't like Little Miss Sunshine, so we just don't like this original screenplay lineup collectively. Yeah, Millie, um, have you seen Spencer? Thoughts on Spencer? I haven't seen it yet, but I'm I'm going to soon. I'm going to. I mean, okay. You know, Diana's not alive anymore. We all know this that, is so it's a bit different. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I don't know. For those who didn't pro- know. It's probably not the time for an opinion <laughs> on that. But, um, yeah. yeah. Alright. And then, so, um, let's do supporting actress. Um, Jennifer Hudson wins for Dreamgirls. And then also nominated is Adriana Barraza for Babel, Kate Blanchett for no- Sonic Scandal, Abigail Breslin for Little Miss Sunshine, and Rinko Kikuchi for Babel. Okay. Listen, I don't want to talk about how much I don't like Little Miss Sunshine, <laughs> but I would put any of the women in over Abigail Breslin. Not to hate a child, but I think I think we may I think she might be older than me now, which makes it fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you guys think, Millie? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I would probably do the same. Um, I don't hate Little Miss Sunshine. It's not it's not one of my favorites. Um, and I think Abigail Breslin was fine. Like she was good in in some scenes, you know. Like she really tugged at the heartstrings. But um, yeah, I think I'd either replace her with I don't know either Frances McDormand or Jennifer Aniston. Okay, wait. Before we continue, 
in my mind, the the setup that I have is Frances McDormand is lead, uh-huh. and Jennifer oh, okay. Aniston is lead, and yeah. uh, Joan Cusack and um, Catherine Keener are supporting. I don't uh, know why okay. I have it set up like this, but that's like in my head. Okay, I think yeah, that, what that, I've done. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that they would probably squeeze Frances McDormand into supporting and just make Jen Aniston the lead because she's the probably. audience surrogate. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I think having seen Babel, have either of you seen Babel? Yes, I I have not. Okay, so and this is supporting actress categories, but <laughs> um, well, Millie, let me know what you think. But I feel like Babel, while being a good movie, I liked Babel. Um, the acting in that movie was not, at least a year later after watching it, I was not blown away to the point where I think it warrants. Two, but basically three, because Kate Blanchett's in Babel. Um, yeah. Was she nominated in lead? You can tell me that later, <laughs> B. But um, I don't think it okay. was that many acting nominations, so I would probably take out... Um, I forget her name, but I know it's the Japanese actress who was mm. nominated in supporting. I, I, yeah. yeah, I'd probably take her out, and I'd probably take Abigail Breslin out, and I would put in... Catherine Keener and Frances McDormand. Uh-huh. Okay. Personally. That's just me, though. Because I also think that, like, well, yes, I don't hate children. And I don't hate Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> it's so hard for me to measure a child's performance against an adult's performance. Yeah. Like, even, like, the best child performances, I'm like, I don't know, you just have to be so good to stand up against these adult actors you know yeah it's kind of unfair yeah okay i'm gonna do like a my little like child actor corner because <laughs> like yeah. i feel like it's not that i hate children that's not the thing <laughs> i think when it comes to, especially to movies like little miss sunshine which are very like to me they're very twee you know mm-hmm. they're very like sentimental yeah and what you need in a child for like a sentimental movie like that is them to, to just be a little sad and cute you know uh-huh. Whereas, like, like someone, uh, like, obviously, like, the big child performance that I think is, like, the win is warranted is Anna Paquin in the piano, right? And I think the reason that's warranted is that because a bunch, a bunch, good, a good amount of that narrative momentum in that movie is on that child actress, is on Anna Paquin. And it's not just her being, like, I am so... I am so adorable and I have all these things. That's not like, that's not like when, especially in movies like Little Miss Sunshine, despite the fact that I don't really like it, I do think that it's like, it's shot well and you just need like a good director to coax that performance out of a, a child. Where something mm-hmm. like Little Miss Sunshine or like, uh, sorry, with something like The Piano or even a little older and you go like Squid and the Whale, those movies rely on a certain type of maturity and a certain type of, um, something beyond what the actor already is right because that's what acting is it's something like no one no one gets like no one no one is praised as an adult for playing themselves very rarely you know Mm -hmm. but i find that when when people talk about good child performances it's always just like kids being themselves Mm -hmm. and that's 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 the mark of a good director but to me it's not a mark of a good child actor and i don't know if that's just me being pretentious and annoying but in my head that's how it I determined that. Yeah. That's fair. I feel like 
I can only really think of a few child actors performances that like blew me away and they tend to be honestly like in horror movies like Linda Boyle and the Exorcist yeah that's a child performance that I would have given an Oscar (laughs) but I I see what you mean like yeah the narrative resting on their shoulders does change the quality I don't know yeah like the amount that they have to actually understand and act yes I mean, recently, like, Room is, like, a performance that I think is, like, mm. requires some level of, like, you know, because Room is not a movie where you can just shoot a child doing whatever. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like that requires some cognition. Whereas, watch, and I've seen, I saw A Little Bit of Sunshine recently, like, watching that movie, I was just like, like, I don't know. Like, how much, how much recognition... Do we need? Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to like hate on a six-year-old child. <laughs> like, it's not. <laughs> you know, um, I just, I just don't like. Anyway, moving on. Are we? I can't. Uh, Lily, I didn't. Uh, no. Did we all go through them? Yep. Right. Yes. Okay, let's do best actress. So, um, Helen Mirren wins for the Queen. Oh, so, and then it's Penelope Cruz for Volver, Judy Dench for Notes on a Scandal, Meryl Streep for The Devil Wears Prada. And Kate Winslet for Little Children. Oh. A different Kate than I thought. So, really? Oh, you, thought, I, you thought she was nominated for Babel? I did. I mean, it's just the type of performance that the Oscars would nominate. Oh. <laughs> okay. Although, no, she, she might be... Get support- in. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Meryl Streep getting in for the... No, she was... Oh, okay. I see what you mean. That she got in... Like, Kate Blanchett got in for Notes on the Scandal over Babel for Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. Because he can only be nominated once. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, whatever. Meryl Streep is here. Wait, what? And an allegedly lead role. Okay. Wait, you said Meryl. This is best it- actress. How did I just miss you saying yeah. Meryl? Yeah, for the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> oh, I just totally blocked that out. She blocked it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that movie's yeah. high. Um, I mean, it's a good movie. I just don't know if I would yeah. campaign her in lead. It's definitely a decision that they made. Yeah, sure is. I don't. It's like the opposite of category fraud. <laughs> like, why make it harder for yourself? Yeah. Um. I don't know. Who else was here? Judy Dench for um, Notes on a Scandal, a movie I haven't seen, but yes. Pen- <laughs> okay. Uh, Penelope Cruz for Volver, awesome nomination, so fun. And then my favorite, Kate Winslet for Little Children. Great nomination. Great nomination. Great nomination. Still haven't seen that. Notable one. absence. <laughs> have you seen? Just kidding, I won't get into it. Millie, have you seen Little Children? No, not yet. Oh my god. It's on my watch What a list. movie. You are in for s- what a movie. Wow. And I watched that movie for I don't even remember why I watched that movie. But I do remember being the first of our circle to watch it. I mean, I, I know why I watch the movies because I, I love people being deeply, deeply depressed. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, what a great movie. Maybe from this slide up, maybe my win. I don't know. That's controversial. It might be controversial. Um, hmm. Okay. So like to me, like what this lineup should be is that Meryl Streep isn't supporting and then yeah. we can put in like Francis in her spot but i know obviously that's not going to happen um and i don't care for the queen so really i could replace francis with helen Mirren. i know she won but also 
I mean, I, I like living in the timeline where Helen Mirren does have an Oscar, but I also just think like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not tied to that Oscar. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she would yeah. have won for something else after. Mm. What do you guys think? Um, I guess I can go. Um, well, I don't know why I have very <laughs> difficult time remembering these names right after you say them, but, um, I wouldn't have Meryl Streep in here. I feel like she's in here because she's Meryl Streep and they'll just put her in. Uh, yeah. Sorry to Meryl, but yeah, put her in supporting, I guess, if you want to, but even then, like, I don't think that movie needs Oscars. It's Devil Wears Prada, but, um... Yeah. And then Helen Mirren, haven't seen The Queen, but seems like, from the general consensus, not a great movie. <laughs> um, I, I mean, there's a performance this year that I would have given an Oscar. So, and it's not from Walking, it's not from, um, Budget Money. But. Well, I, I know what performance, would you like to just say it? Yes, I would like to just say it. I'm going to say it. I'm building suspense. <laughs> um, oh, okay. No, but this is the Inland Empire year. So, and that blows, I feel like, um, several of these performances out of the water just because it's doing so much. So I would have given Laura Dern, <laughs> lead actress, Oscar this year, but that was never going to happen. So I think I would replace Meryl Streep with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Because I don't think that Frances McDormand would have ever been in lead. So out of- But I also one- do think that they just not- <laughs> You are replacing Meryl Streep's- nomination <laughs> and Meryl Streep is definitely not lead in that movie I don't know yeah but I mean like I like to abide by the rules okay. I will not be doing category fraud and I just and I put Frances McDormand in my supporting lineup so um yeah and I, I yeah I would put I love subtlety and I just think that I don't know why yeah why, yeah, did, yeah. why did we need to put Meryl Streep for a bit of Lois Potter that's fun but like we didn't need to do that we are really this episode's gonna be contentious yeah sorry i I mean whatever i don't plug my twitter they can't find me (laughs) um yeah i'd probably replace meryl with um jennifer and have francis in supporting as well but i wouldn't have meryl streep in supporting i just wouldn't give her a nomination at all um nothing for Meryl Streep because no she has enough <laughs> just like go away for a minute you know just, just like it's Paul Johnny <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, anyway but um love you <laughs> I look exactly like her by the way you do it's like what does me look like I look exactly like Isabel Johnny uh-huh show you do V uh-huh yeah. V having brown a curly black hair actually I kind of, when I was watching Diabolique, because I watched it, um, I had to think, yes. oh, her hairstyle's kind of like V. Yeah, but, it is um, See? I the way like, that, this is giving very uh, V and Lily. <laughs> the Diabolique mention that didn't come from me, that is like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what a so capital yeah. M movie. <laughs> it really was, yeah. It really was. Um, anyway, back to this Oscar lineup. Um, I know we're not talking about the other actors here specifically, but I think Judy Dench on Notes on a Scandal was good. So I probably have her win over Helen Mirren. Um, 
Not that that's really relevant to anything, but yeah, there we go. Slay. Yeah. Slay. Sort of a boring year. I'm going to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, 2006 wasn't exactly like... a banger year for movies, yeah. <laughs> I mean, little children. I had notes on the scandal. And cars. Um, I'm the only. <laughs> okay, cars. I feel like I'm the only person who likes cars. <laughs> it's okay. It's a fine movie. <laughs> I guess. This is also the year of the first Borat, so oh God. I just live with that. Um, and Inland Empire. And Inland Empire. A great movie. Um, Very consumable. Talk about consumable movies. That's one. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the year of An Inconvenient Truth. I don't know if you guys ever watched that movie. I did. No. Um, Jesus Camp. I've seen so many of these documentaries for this year. Oh my God, reason. Jesus Camp. Insane. Yeah. Not a movie that I've um, seen. Really? You haven't seen Jesus Camp? No. No, I just I just love a good documentary. Like I love a good documentary. Like a mo- like a documentary I can just like you know, just like sink my brain into. That's yeah. how I feel about Jesus Camp. Yeah. Okay. Um I that's all I say. Um let's quickly run through Best Director. Um even the, like Oh, just just listen to this. The Departed, Babel, Letters from Iwo Jima, The Queen, and United 93. There's no way Nicole Hollis and I are getting into this. These movies are like the Can most self serious. Yeah. Can you <laughs> The Departed, Babel. Oh, Mar- uh, Scorsese for The Departed. Um, Anya Ritu for Babel. Clint Eastwood for Letters from Iwo Jima. Stephen Fryers for The Queen. And Paul Greengrass for United 93. All people. That's for sure. <laughs> I like name directors. I don't know. I don't know if Stephen Fryer's at this point was. Was he like. I know he had been nominated for Dirty Pretty Things like a few years before this, but I don't know if he was like that. Um, oh, he directed The Grifters. Okay, so at this point he was like established. And who wins? As a Scorsese for The Departed. Ah. Uh. I see. It's, you know, like, no way she's getting in here. No. Mm. I do not care for Clint Eastwood movies either, so I would probably just kick him out of every single (laughs) (laughs) lineup that he's in. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also just me, so. Yeah. Sorry to, sorry to all of France who loves him. Really? Do they? Sorry, sorry to Cahiers du Cinema. Oh, God. Who loves, who they love, no, they really do. He got, he like, Yeah. They really like that guy. I feel like his Quint- girlfriend might have given him own, uh, a Cesar or something, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Hmm. Subtle is a Beaufort reference. Um, <laughs> Very what subtle. do you guys think? Best director? Any thoughts? Mm. Sort of a... I don't know. I don't really have any strong opinions on any of these movies. I mean, I like Inui too, but definitely not his best movie. Exactly. Like, Yeah. I don't know. And Clint, Clint Eastwood, like, reminds me of just, like, your crazy uncle who served in Vietnam. So, like, I don't really like him. <laughs> oh, my either. God. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we just I won't just... stop talking about it. I find him... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really making enemies out here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Millie, do you have anything? I mean, I've only seen... I mean, I've seen Babel... Uh, sorry, my throat. <laughs> Babel and the queen so the others i don't really have an opinion on i mean it's... from the two that i've seen i probably preferred 
able, but um, yeah, they're all just guys. I don't know. They're just some <laughs> guys that I don't really have strong opinions on. So yeah, just some guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I mean, I I like don't dislike any of these movies, right? From the ones that I've seen, but like they don't leave any sort of impression on me in the way yeah. that not even impression it's, they're like just not movies that i like thought like right after i was like wow that was a good movie you know i i watched the movie and i was like wow i watched a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> like i didn't have any sort of gut reaction you know like when you watch a good movie you're like wow this is a good movie mm-hmm. like it clicks that yeah. never happens to me with these sorts of movies like i, I can watch it and i can like like appreciate the technical craft but it doesn't click in the way that like even something like little children does where you're watching and you're like wow <laughs> like this is good <laughs> yeah i mean this is the year that like martin school says he finally gets an oscar though right like he hadn't won director before this true yes yes so like that makes sense this is yes, the year I of career so. awards <laughs> so it's like yeah. oh they deserve it just give it to them like okay boring yeah anyway are we on to recommendations Oh yes. I, well, let me let me just pull up IMDb trivia and then we'll do recommendations. Okay. Um, should I pull this up before? But you know, I love um, planning things out uh, and being organized, as it, people can tell from listening to this podcast. Um, okay, so the farmers market sequence um, was shot guerrilla style without extras so all the shoppers were real and they just didn't know that francis mcdormand and jennifer aniston were walking amongst them awesome yeah that's cool yeah i always get sort of confused by Um, that though because then like what if someone is like oh my god that's jennifer aniston and just ruins your take (laughs) they all just walk around (laughs) i mean i guess they but like no one recognized them i guess they just like i don't know it's it's a a real humbling moment with a camera yeah yeah (laughs) I'm sure they enjoyed it though. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Nicole Hall of Center wrote Catherine Keener's role specifically for Catherine Keener. Of course, she and did. gave her the script before everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Things nobody is surprised by. And um. Yeah. <laughs> and then Catherine Keener basically called on the rest of the cast. That's when they came together. Wow. What a sleigh. We owe it to her. What a sleigh. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, I do, like, love how enamored Jennifer Aniston seems to be with Catherine Keener. Like, in every photo of them, she just seems absolutely <laughs> enamored with her. So, like, what a fun set. Just a bunch of besties, literally. Who among us? <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? Just, really, just go with it. <laughs> just, okay. <laughs> Let's go to our recommendations. Lily, you were very enthusiastic oh. about starting these recommendations. Um, Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was. Are we doing themes? <laughs> Con- like, continuous themes? Are we yeah, just- I would like you to tie in thematically. Okay. But yep. Thematically. <laughs> okay, so my recommendation this week is Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which is a 1988 movie by Pedro Almodovar. Um, its thematic connection is that it is about uh, several women who are just having a rough time. 
you know? And they were all pretty mm-hmm. well off. It's a little more dramatic than Friends with Money, but it is a Spanish film about a woman who is supposed to... She's like a voice actor, and she's planning to perhaps uh, take her own life. But then everything goes wrong in her day, and she ends up just being like, well, I guess this is my life now. So... It's a very fun movie. It's funny. It's 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 a real charmer, real crowd pleaser. So yeah, that's my recommendation. <laughs> movie right. about uh yeah, it sounds darker than it actually is. I think. Like most of motivars. Like almost a motivar. Yeah. Millie, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So the one that I the film that I'm recommending today is called Peter's Friends. Um. 1992 film uh directed by kenneth branagh which ugh, you know eh. but it's a really good film okay and it's got some great people in it um stephen fry emma thompson uh hugh laurie um and it's just about a group of friends reuniting um and kind of just dissecting the, the various ways in which their lives are kind of falling apart um, is a bit more dramatic than Friends with Money, but it's similar because a lot of them are wealthy and, you know, yeah. What about you, V? I'm like, okay, I, 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 like, it's my turn, but I'm also like, I'm like, do I recommend this movie or not? <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to say it. And it's going to be a sort of recommendation because I like, like, I like it. I, I don't know. Okay. To preface this, this is not a movie that I would consider that, like, I loved right which is what i try to do because i like uh i like talking about movies that i love but um it just like really reminded me of friends with money and despite watching it and not really feeling any way about it i've thought a lot about it after watching it and i don't know what that means for me specifically but it's an isabel huper movie no one else is surprised um (laughs) called love after love which is like such a sappy title and it's terrible but whatever um and it's directed by Diane Curis, who did um, Entre Nous and like Peppermint Soda, are her like two big movies. Um, and it's about this woman who like is in a relationship with two men who are both married to other people. <laughs> um, and I think it has this sort of aimlessness that I feel like a lot of. It's not like a midlife crisis, but it's like an early 30s late 30s crisis like a mid 30s crisis um that i think a lot of the characters in friends with money also are going through in just in different ways yeah um and it reminded me a lot of that tone and it does have that sort of weird it's i guess it's slightly more dramatic because it is sort of a french melodrama but it's still like there's a little bit of distance, which I find is a thing with Nicole Hobbs in our movies. That it's not like, it's like you as a viewer don't really have an emotional stake in this woman's life because she's a little bit too prickly. Um, but that's my recommendation. It's a very, it's a fine movie. It's not phenomenal. It's not as good as her other movies. Um, but it did remind me of Friends with Money. Let's do our ratings. Uh, for this movie um so at the end of each episode at the end of each episode we 
rate the movie from one to five Oscars. Um, one being this movie deserves to be lost in the sands of time. <laughs> five being this movie should have won every single Oscar there is or could it could have been possibly nominated for. Um, I don't know who started last time. Should I start this time? Yeah. Yes. Please stop. I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Because I think this year is quite boring at the Oscars. And I do think that there's a lot of similar things being nominated. I think this movie's really well made. I think it's very compelling. I love the performances. I love the screenplay. I like the direction a lot. And I just think that if the Oscars at this time were just a little bit more open-minded, I feel like this would have been a shoe-in. Yeah. Because it's very agreeable. Or at least to me, it is. It's like it's not like a taxing watch. So I'm going to give it a four. Who wants to go next? Lily, you can go. <laughs> okay. Um... I'm also going to give it, oh, I was considering either three and a half or four, but I think I'll go with four because even though I said that I don't think the screenplay could get in, I think the performances should have, should be here, especially because this is a boring year and, well, we already explained everything to do with that. More for Catherine Keener, always, <laughs> and more for female directors. There you yes. go. Okay. So, I'm going to go with a three and I thought, because normally I'm the one who's generous, um, <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think it deserves a few noms, um, maybe a win. But um, yeah, I just I don't know how well it fits into this year. Um, but yeah, so I'm going with a three. <laughs> okay. All right. What a. Wow, this we shook things up this year. Yeah, you put um, you, yeah New Year twenty twenty two. It is a new year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our episode. Mm-hmm. This is the last movie we're covering for Jennifer Aniston. Not yes. to put Lily, not to blast Lily on Maine, but she did suggest Rockstar. I still think we should do it. <laughs> I still think we should do it. Should we get into it well, before I guess we say I, goodbye? Want to fight about it right now, B? <laughs> well, I I haven't seen the movie, so it would just be you talking. I will... maybe maybe we'll let Lily do one episode just all on her own, and she can <laughs> just talk about Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. Um, Why not? Hey, she kisses a woman in it. This is a podcast where you know that you should alone... you should do you should do the podcast episode with your dad. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring my dad and I'll bring my friend who loves Dagmara. Um, and we'll have a yes. ball without you too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. That's our episode. If you would like to check us out somewhere else, <laughs> we're on Twitter at Where's Your Oscar? No apostrophe. You can also email us to complain about how much we annoy you with our opinions at Where's Your Oscar at gmail.com. Um, yeah, well, we try to we try to release an episode every week. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Usually my fault. We but, are students. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, we're trying to get through it. Um, yeah, stick around. We'll be. Sh- I think we'll we'll be announcing who our next actress is in our next episode. So and stay tuned for that. She's a fan favorite. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's a big the one. Academy yeah. Awards she's a big do not actress. agree. Yep. 
Yeah, well, you know. But listen, my friends know who she is. That's something. Me saying this if my friends don't know who Jennifer Aniston and Amy Adams are. That's not true. She's very niche she's definitely... <laughs> um, Listen, I-, I feel like you guys will be excited for the one that's coming up. Yeah. That's all I got. that's all I'm gonna say. For sure. Yeah. Um so as always, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.